Thanks for tuning in to Good Vibrations with Kristen. Are you ready to be inspired? Do you want to have a greater connection to the earth, each other, and ultimately yourself? So then join in the conversation with me, Kristen Ace, and me, Green Diva Meg, and our fascinating guests to share the light, the laughter, and the illumination of Good Vibrations. Hey, everybody. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, Today on GVK, we are going to discuss how the divine shows up in your life. And we have a fabulous, exciting guest. She is an actress, an author, an activist. And her name is Marielle Hemingway. Hi, Marielle. Hi, how are you? Oh, great. We are so excited to have you here today. That's good. Well, sort of here, at least. excited. (laughs) Yeah, I'm there. Here, here in, in voice land anyway. <laughs> so um, the, I read your book, by the way, which I absolutely loved and was inspired by many things. Oh, in let's there. just mention the name of it, Running With Nature. That's right. Perfect. Thank you. And there is a sentence in there that you wrote and you wrote, you had always felt that God and nature were entwined or inter, interwoven. And I really, that, that for me sums up how divinity always seems to show up in my life, with, in nature somehow. Has that been your experience, Marielle? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer that God lives in nature. I believed it since I was very, very small. Um, you know, I think that God is everything and everywhere. Yes. But I think in particular um, with nature, nature is such a mirror um, it's sort of that it's, it's sort of that thing as above so below I think that really nature is an expression of what of what love looks like you know because we sometimes love is not tangible and I think the divine is love it's, it's, it's the ultimate expression of love and and nature to me is just pure unadulterated unconditional love and 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 that divinity um, you know, personified and, and, and shows up as, a, as, 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 as something real and tangible and, you know, and it smells and it, you can see it and you can feel it and you can touch it and taste it. It's pretty amazing. Well, it's also perfect. I mean, it is, in, in my opinion, when you look at a flower unfolding or a bee or a butterfly or even a hummingbird, go to that flower and then go to the next flower and the next flower and the perfection and how the process of those flowers coming to life. Can I say something about perfection in Absolutely. nature? Let me jump in here. I was, I was just going <laughs> to... Well, only because... I have, I, that's a, no, it's a trigger word for me, so please. <laughs> well, p- part of it being nature, um, you know, it's got its thorns and its yeah. weeds and it's kind of, you know, predators, if you will. And I remember going to Wyoming once. I was traveling alone and I decided... Oh, I, was I went gonna, to a dude ranch there. Oh, that's right. Yes. Um, anyway, so there I am by myself, little miss outdoors, you know, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm going to go hiking and I'm, I'm all by myself in the wilderness and I'm like, wow, this place is intense. Yeah. So then <clears throat> I meet right. up with some people later on who are like, what are you doing? You don't know mm. anything about this wilderness. This is an unforgiving, beautiful. I mean, mind you, when I stepped off the plane in Jackson Hole, I bawled right yeah, away. I did I saw too. Oh Grand my Tetons. God. I was, like, I was oh. sobbing. <laughs> But I, but I became aware that in its perfection, what it means is that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole, it's a, it's a macrocosm maybe, I don't know. Well, by perfection. Well, and I also think that, I, I also 
think that perfection is a very tricky word. I mean, you know, and I said this in my documentary, it's like I think perfection lives in the chaos because in nature is, is anything but complete order. Oh, absolutely. It is, but it is, but it is, it's perfect in its inability to be perfect. It just is, you know, it's in the moment. It never, it you know, there's not one snowflake that is alike. There's, you know, there's all these beautiful concepts around it. But I think that, but, oh, and by the way, Jackson Hole, you haven't been to Sun Valley, Idaho, because you would cry if you got off the plane. I there, probably would, I'm, too. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm and but yeah, side note, I'm looking forward to going to Idaho and meeting up with you there and uh, going to Pocatello. Oh, that sounds like We're, an exciting trip. <laughs> yeah, we for, are going to do that. For those who don't know. Right. We both have family history in Pocatello that probably crosses over, but we won't, you know, go into that. Very cool. (sighs) Well, when I when I just when I say perfect, I mean that it interacts with each other. Yeah. Everything works in an incredible, cohesive manner that doesn't need help. Kind of magical. It is. It's very magical. Can I say another thing about, I don't know if you've ever studied The Course in Miracles at all, which is a little bit of a headache, like it's very intense mentally. I have had some experience. The best book I ever read about that was The Disappearance of the Universe by a guy named Gary Renaud, I think. I've never heard of it. Well, I liked it because it it, it was very real. Um, It kind of grounded the information for me. I don't know. But one of the things they talk about is how everything or nothing here is real. Like, this is all an illusion. And I got kind of crabby about that because I was like, wait a minute. But what about the birds and the flowers and the mountains and the lakes and the things that I find to be beautiful? They're not real. Well, I don't don't know if I... So so I, I interpreted that to mean that the things in nature that I find to be beautiful that really touch me are a reflection of the divine. That's kind that's of how right. that's how I interpret that one because I was really pissed about the idea that they weren't real. <laughs> well, I think reality is also a, 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 a questionable thing too. We believe that because we're living in this life and we're a certain amount of years old, and because certain things have happened, that those things are real, and that we look outside and those are real. But you know, there are many. I, I think that we haven't discovered our own power to go to different dimensions, to see into different galaxies and Mm -hmm. what have you. And I Mm -hmm. really think that what we think is real perhaps isn't real. And and I think what's meant by that is that, you know, I used to be um, a follower of Paramahansa Yogananda, and I still think his teachings are quite wonderful. And he used to say that this is a play, and, and, and this, and these words and all these things have already been said and spoken, and that it's film on the floor. So if you think of life in that way, there's a way to step out, step out as the observer and become and watch instead of being inside of it and and being part of that quote unquote reality, and and, and instead become an observer of what might be. And then the potential for more to happen. That absolutely didn't make sense, but it does in my mind. Well, it actually, <laughs> actually, it does make sense. I understand what you're saying, but I think my clarifying that for my own brain is that we can step outside of this, but we did choose to come here and experience this as well. I know. And be... <laughs> and, and Sometimes par- I'm like, really? Yeah, and oh. participate and experience the... For me, to experience the divine... Yeah. However, that comes in for me. That brings me 
peace and um, uh, peace of mind. Because when I look outside at the chaos, when I look at the film, if I'm watching the movie of, of what's happening in the world, sometimes I get a little freaked out and I think, oh my God, how are we going to clean the earth? And da, 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 da. But then something will happen that reminds me that everything is in a divine order. Thank God. And that order is is perfect. Literally, whatever. Right. <laughs> just like just like the flowers outside being pollinated by the bees and the, and the birds and and that's all perfect. Now, Marielle said something about perception and I was thinking about I years ago I worked in PR and I had this sort of PR mentor and he um, he used to say perception is reality. Well, that's right. And I or I don't know, she was talking about reality and I got I got on to the perception. Well, perception is personal is personal reality. That's right. right. That's perception a better clarity. My perception is only mine. And, right. You know, obviously my boyfriend has such a different <laughs> <laughs> So now why do you say God obviously? Knows, God knows he's wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and this will go out around Valentine's Day. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just, you know, because I think that perception yeah. is, a, is a huge, it's a, it's a huge part of our story, too. Well, and that's perception right. all comes through the filter of how, uh, of our belief systems, how we were brought up, our, our genetics, you know, wh- where do we live, the part of the world, you know, it, it, well, it, right. it carries a lot of history. So our perception is always going to filter and make, and make your reality change and different, but it's always going to be through the lens of your own story. And that's why I think understanding our story, understanding where we come from, understanding our pains and our problems and our happies and our sads, whatever it is, understanding our entire story helps us to make our perceptions a little bit more broad-based, a little bit more neutral. Well, that's that's the word that I was thinking is ex- expanding your perceptions because the 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 more you can look at other people's perceptions, the more you can, like you were saying, step outside of your own perception and look at it from a broader base. And therefore, um, I think then you're able to affect more positive change because you're able to shift yourself out of your story. And well, it's such an inside job. It really is. It's oh, so absolutely. like, you know, and I know for me, here's my little illustration of perception. Um, being a woman of a certain age, this will be my little story for the day. Uh, you know, <laughs> one day I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm all bloated, I'm fat, I'm ugly, whatever. You know, those those horrible things that we sometimes, whatever. I don't dwell on it, but I could just, that's my perception is I'm thinking, ugh, ugh, this is not a good, you know, whatever. Nothing changes in 24 hours. I'm telling you, I don't lose 20 pounds. I don't get a facelift. But I look in the mirror the next day and I'm feeling better. And I'm just right. like, oh. I'm kind of cute, and I and I find good things because my my frame of mind is different. So I know, I know for me. Well, that's a and that's a shift in your perception. Where um, and how did that happen? It can come through energetically. Totally comes from what's going on in my head. But sometimes Scary. it comes from without. There's something that can affect you that you won't even that you're maybe not even consciously aware of. Oy. That can. Well, I also think that, like she was saying, that if she's, it is an inside job, because if you wake up one morning and you think, oh, I'm fat, I'm, I'm, I'm not working, whatever you, whatever the story is that day, right. there's also an ability to change the belief system. You have to understand where that came from. That's right. Because right. it doesn't come out of the blue. <clears throat> so when you understand where it comes from, then you can 
because I'm a big believer in program. I think our brain is like a computer and, and our brain is so attached to the divine that you can program that every single night. You can imagine the day that you want to have. You can imagine the body that you want to have. And I do it with work all the time. I do it with when I do speaking engagements. I visualize, not specifically because I want, you know, I want that ability to uh, to be spontaneous. Some people say, you know, you should visualize very specifically. I think it's much more more effective to just be broad in the sense of I, I see myself as healthy and fit and full of energy and you know right. and I, I agree with you Marielle. I do something and that and you can manifest see this is where we have power and our, our, our and I believe that power comes from our connection to the divine yeah mm-hmm. I think right. it absolutely does so, I, I agree with okay. you and I think that I agree with the with the visualizing for me, I visualize more of how it feels to be in that situation. Right. Because if I, because I have such a great imagination that if I actually had to work out every detail of the situation I was going into, I probably yeah. wouldn't sleep ever in my life. You know, I'd be like, okay. And then, and then, but if I'm just thinking about how do I feel? How do I feel if I go and do this part of my day? How is that going to feel for me? And I imagine feeling happy or reaching hundreds of thousands of people or, you know, shaking the hand of somebody whose life I've changed or things like that. That, how does that feel? That perpetuates a vibration that moves me through to that goal. Well, I'll say it's the only way that I was able to, I was on TV quite a few times this past year and this is like the heaviest I've ever been. And that used to be a real problem for me. Anyway, the only way I could do it was I had to really meditate on what a a beautiful light I am, regardless of what my body might look like or might not look like or whatever. Right. And because otherwise I'd never would have gotten in front of a camera. And um, and it works. It really does. Like I'm pretty okay with myself most of the time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. It's (laughs) improvement. I still need Marielle to kick my butt with food, though. Yeah, we'll talk about that I'll after. Kick your ass. I'll kick your ass with love. I know. But, you know I know. The thing about what you brought up, you are you are so clearly an empath because you have to feel things. I'm also an empath, but I'm also um, I, I I learn through audio and things like that. And I think that it's very important for listeners to understand how you take information in, mm-hmm. how you can program your computer is knowing whether you are an empath, meaning you feel things. Right. Whether you are, you know, audio where you hear things or you're visual. Um, so it's really it's really important to know all about your story and how your system works so that you're able to manifest what you want to in, you know, what we think of as real time. That's because right. Because we can. And that is so connected to our our divinity, you know, and I think that that is what the new age is about is really understanding how incredibly powerful we are. I want to say one thing about Kristen, and that is, you know, how you sort of really gently and very lovingly have helped me with my food thing, um, and, I, and I do need more help with that. Kristen is really good at getting me to not even joke so much about negative parts of myself. She really calls me on it, like, right away, and it's good. And sometimes I think, oh, I'm just being funny, and she's like, no, no don't say it. Funny. Don't say it. <laughs> um, it's disparaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm getting better. And so, anyway, um, I just Thank wanted you. to say that. But that's it, – it's all – wraps up to what Mario was saying about knowing ourselves and knowing the tapes and that 
takes a degree of oh. consciousness. Yeah. And that consciousness, when Mario, when you talk about divinity, there has to be that time that you can connect to that place that's bigger than yourself, that's bigger than your story, that can help you shift your story. We all know what we came from, but how many times have we seen people who came from something said, I'm never going to do that, and they are the exact same thing. And I think you, Marielle, are a beautiful example of somebody who went, I'm going to have a different life than that, and you have. Oh, my God, yes. It's and if, really If exciting. you haven't seen her film yet, and I don't know if you've had an opportunity. I had the opportunity to see um, Running from Crazy. It's it's brilliant. And, Marielle, I just want to say, I think I wrote this to you. You know, having talked to you about it like a year in advance, I kind of thought I knew what was coming, and I thought I knew what, what I was in for, and I was looking forward to it. But I was so pleasantly stunned. There was so much more depth to it. Um, and, and there I was at the end just crying because I related yeah. to it a lot. That's and, right. And I think it's a universal message. Oh, well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I think that it is something that, you know, you hear about it and you think, oh, yeah, I get it. Hmm. But then, and not because it's my story, but because the universal thing that sort of happens when people see the movie. And by the way, it's going to show on the OWN Network sometime in April. Okay. Oh, so fabulous. Um, and then hopefully I'll be able to put a link or some form of something so that people can see it on our website. Great. But great. Uh, it, it does, you know, when when somebody who has some, you know, celebrity tells their story, and who cares what story it is? <laughs> when they can, I mean, seriously. Honestly, so many people with completely different lives than mine have said oh my god you have my story right and it's not because they grew up in sun valley idaho and blah 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 and they felt sad and lonely it's because emotionally it was so resonant with them right. that they didn't feel alone and that was the reason to tell the story and i and that's you know why i bring up you know telling our story is the start is the start of the healing process so that you can actually move on make bigger cha better changes you know, move into a world, but I think that, and you said, Kristen, something that, you know, everybody knows where they came from. I, you know, the funny thing is, I think a lot of people, don't. when they're running, because mm. I did this for many years, don't know. You're right. They don't, aren't are clear on it. I think they know, but they're so scared that they're running. This is my experience, anyway. You know, That we run, you. we run, we run to get away from something. And then, you know, the, the irony is, you know, History, our story, whatever happened in the past really can't hurt you again. Just in our mind it can. Yeah, you know? right. so That's right. I, I think it's really important to address it. I agree. Thank you for clarifying that because that is true. I think for myself, I did my own uh, 17 years of running and then just ended up looking in the mirror and going, oh, my God, it's still right in front of me. What am I going to do about it? And that took I had to have an awakening for myself to, before I could do that, though. Well, I think for some reason, this, this is hard work sometimes. Sometimes there are some really deep wounds, and it takes a connection to a higher power, whatever that is, whether it's nature or God of your understanding, whatever right. that means, the divinity. You have to connect to something strong um, and make a commitment to to walk through it, regardless of how scared you are. That's right. And I don't. I, I think it's hard. I think a lot of people are, are have a hard time making that commitment with themselves. That's right. Well, uh, I used to say um, that 
part of that reason why I do the storytelling that I do is for the same thing that, that you were talking about, Marielle, is that it's important to realize that we all have universal feelings and that we've all felt lost, we've all felt afraid, we've all felt like we, we don't have the answers. But the reality is, is when you see somebody have an answer or shift a perception or shift a behavior, you think, well, maybe I can do that. Right. And uh, for me, it, even around parenting, when I, I never said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to do better than my parents. I was like, no, that's not going to be good enough. Just to do better than my parents will basically mean that I'll still destroy my kids. So I had to look exponentially outside of myself to parenting. I, I couldn't just not make the same mistakes. I had to, I had to shift yeah. the whole paradigm New around, blueprint. Yeah. yes, around that, um, around that whole behavior in order to where I could feel good about bringing and That's one other of the most people. powerful parts of Marielle's film is uh, Marielle with you and your daughter towards the end. It just destroyed uh, me in a good way. I mean, it was such a, such no, a beautiful connection. It, it, yeah, and it wasn't always, you know, and I'm sure I got there from making just decisions. And, and they weren't as conscious as probably you, you made them put them. They were a little bit more um, desperation and fight or flight. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I eventually got to a place where I could, you know, I have a really very deep connection with my girls. But, the, you know, but I did a lot of it was, was out of fear and not wanting to be like my parents, but not even knowing that I was making those choices. And then, I, ironically, some of those choices I was making thinking they were different and they weren't. Right. And right. like you said... To just make a choice to be better than your parents, I mean, that would just mean that my kids were insanely screwed up. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's like, how oh I felt. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, it's complicated. Parenting is such a huge, I actually would love to be a parent again. Yeah. I, even though I'm probably old for all that. But, um, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. But you do get a shot at it when you become a grandparent. I'm, I'm just telling you. It, yes, that's. Oh, no, I. I know that, but I also have a boyfriend who's never had a child, so he really wants to have a child. Aww. I'm actually really excited about it. Ah. The idea, however, could come to fruition is is because I think I come from such a different place yeah. now. Yeah. Yes. Not that I'll be the perfect parent, but I'm, but being a parent from a place of knowing that you're okay just being yourself is a huge difference, you know. Well, that's and, right. and also having and I'm so I'm so devoted to my own practices and and beliefs uh, beliefs in in but not like ingrained beliefs like that i got from from generations but beliefs that sort of i feel are very whimsical and sort of connected to div the divine in nature and i think that's a much such an interesting guide and would be such an interesting parent oh yeah well i love what you said um that they're not uh, now i'm not going to remember exactly but I, and all my beliefs are not from um, scripture or what my parents told me. They're all things that I came to believe over time, over experience, over seeing divinity in different things and saying, okay, that feels, that resonates in my body as a good thing. That feels good. That feels wholesome. That feels love. And you had mentioned that love right in the beginning of our conversation because if it doesn't have love attached to it, then it's, it's not divine for me. It, you know, and, and the feelings that I take from 
my beliefs have to lead me to love. They just have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because most of, as you were talking, I was thinking that most of my beliefs have been more remembering. Mm. Have been like mm. a remembering because they're, 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 you know, whenever I have like one of those those moments, it's always like, I know that somewhere. Somewhere. Like, that's a familiar feeling, and that's how I know it's kind of true. Well, that's what the awakening, the awakening of our consciousness is about, what the ascension awakening is about. It's remembering things that have been closed off from our psyches for so long that we think they're new, but we really, they're not new at all. They're just, they've been hidden or dormant. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Bobby wrote something so incredible about... Can I read you something that he wrote about love the other day? Yes, yes. Okay, cool. He said, love. What is love? Millions of people say, I love you every day, throwing the word around, wondering what the word truly means. Definition in the dictionary is a strong affection for another arising out of kinship or personal ties. However, there are many different meanings of love. There's the romantic love between two people, a personal favorite, (laughs) which is indescribable. But many continue to try, poets, songwriters, and the like. As long as there is love, we will be writing and singing about it. The love between friends, parents, and their children. A respectful love for our, our mentors, coaches, teachers, or heroes. A passionate love for an activity, a person, or likes, or loves. The kind of love... Of, or devotion to a higher power or to God, the love of nature that leads to a connection to the true self and everything created with no separation. To me, love applies to all of the above. I have been fortunate to find love always, in the past, in the present, and I'm sure in the future because I believe in love. Mm. And this is the part that is for me, but I'll, I'll read it anyway, which I like. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love Marielle. I love my family. That includes everyone. I love my friends, my dog. I love God, um, which is also dog spelled backwards. <laughs> I love I love running, playing, climbing, sharing, living, giving on this great earth. It is an amazing place. And as Oprah said, when we were on Super Soul Sunday, amazing, which she did say, which she didn't put on the show, obviously. Um, <laughs> Darn. Like the song says, like the song says, love is all we need. All you need is love. People, the world is made up of silly love songs. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Words right. pale in comparison. Love cannot be defined with one thought or be defined with merely one defin- definition. Love does not boast. Love does not uh, envy. It is not proud. Love is not easily angered. Love always hopes, protects, always trusts, always perseveres. The word love is too big and meaningful to be defined. It is what we do with it. That defines love. Hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Wow, that is beautiful. Really beautiful, it is. I have a um, I feel like a whole bunch of angels just are moved into the studio right now, and they are hovering over us right now. I feel this huge presence, Marielle. Oh, I thought it was a hot flash, but good. I'm, I'm liking <laughs> the angels. Thing. They are. <laughs> it's angels because I uh, get this ringing in my ear when they come, and they are they're just here, really. Um, really appreciating that homage to what they also Aww. bring to the earth. Thank you for that. That was very sweet of you to share that. That was very profound. Mm. And I'm just teasing. Isn't it? I was, yeah, sometimes I'm like, damn, guy, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to appreciate our our um, our significant others and their it gifts. Is. It is. And it's also, 
you know, we take, and I think that for everyone, we sometimes take the people that are in our lives that we love the most, but we take them for granted. We see them every day, you know, it's see you later, I'll see you after work kind of thing. And we yeah. don't really see the depth of their understanding as well. And I think that that's why we choose the people to be with that we are, you know, right. with. It's because of their total empathy and compassion and understanding of the world. And it's always fun because it's never quite the same as yours, and yet it, it just sparks that thing inside your heart that makes you feel, ah. Oh, That's right. You know. That's oh, right. So, whatever well, ah just meant. <laughs> yeah, but Go well, ahead, Megan. I, I, well, I, we have to wrap this up, and I just hate to do it because we're just kind of getting warmed up. But Aww. yeah, well, there you go. Oh, but we'll have to do this again, and we'll pick uh, another topic. I don't even know if we really, you know, the the topic emerged. Really, it did. Uh, it did. It's great because the divine is all about love anyway. And we were talking about how the divine shows up, and we ended up talking about love, which is there's no better way for the divine to show up for us but in love. Right? I like it. Awesome. Mariel, thank you it. so much. Yes. It's good to talk to you thank again. It was an absolute pleasure to talk with you both. What what a treat. It's so nice to just talk about, you know, life Stuff. in that way. I know. <laughs> it so is. You. I knew you'd have fun. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. You got it. Lots Bye. of love. Thanks, Mariel. <laughs> Isn't she fun? She's wonderful. What? Oh my gosh! What a wonderful, delightful experience to have her on the show. And and thank you everybody for listening. And we will see you next week. Have a good week. Bye bye. I love you. We hope that you found this episode of GDK inspiring. And to raise your vibration even higher, visit my website at goodvibrationswithkristin.com. And don't forget to like Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook. What inspires you? Write us. Let us know so we can share your ideas on the show. And meanwhile, keep listening, keep connecting, and know that you are divinely guided.